Check, check. One, two. And hello everyone, welcome to episode 52 of the weekly Yes And podcast. My name is Travis Thomas. I'm the host of the weekly app and the creator of Live Yes And. So this is kind of a, a momentous day here for the podcast. This is episode 52 essentially meaning that uh, it has almost been exactly a year since starting the Weekly Yap. I have been doing at least one podcast um, a week uh, for uh, for 52 weeks now. And if I do some really simple math, which uh, simple and math with me have never gone together, uh, I think it's been a year. So happy one-year anniversary to the Yap. Uh, and really excited. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to head back to Michigan today. I'm going to Michigan to, to do a corporate training with Diplomat Pharmacy. And then I'm speaking to the entire student body at Flint Powers High School. And then participating once again in the Gear Up to Lead conference, not as a featured speaker this year, but I'll be doing two breakout sessions. And uh, Gear Up to Lead is all about helping inspire youth leaders, especially in this culture of bullying, and, uh, and helping them take uh, a stance with purpose and with courage and, uh, and inspiring others in the process. So that'll be on Friday. So a real busy week. I'm really excited. And I'm excited to go back home and see family back in Michigan. Uh, and once again, I need to thank Josh Lifrak and the Chicago Cubs for bringing me out to Arizona last week to work with the instructional league team with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, a lot of fun working with uh, those coaches as well as those young players, kind of the, the next generation of Cubs there. And uh, just a great, great culture, a great environment, um, open-minded, learning, high-performance, growth mindset. Uh, and I had a wonderful time teaching uh, the yes and mindset out there. Uh, or for all of my uh, Hispanic ball players out there, the, uh, the CE, CE. So yes and and CE. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. And again, so uh, so go Cubbies. <laughs> um, and one more thing also, want to remind everyone that my book, Three Words for Getting Unstuck, not only is it available via Amazon Kindle, it is available via CD Baby now as an audio book. And so if you go to CD Baby, dot com backslash cd backslash travis thomas you will find my book it's available for download 9.99 for those of you who want to download it directly to your ipad or your smartphone you need to download it to your computer first bring it into itunes and then you can have it on your phone or mobile device but uh, 9.99 for the audiobook excellent excellent so make sure you check that out well, today's podcast uh, is a fun one. Again, I've, I've got this series of entrepreneurs that I'm interviewing right now, and everyone's getting a chance to share their story, how they overcome fear, uh, the adversity, and just how they, how they were led to do and inspired to do the thing that they do. Every, every one of them is kind of answering a calling that uh, hasn't always been clear-cut, but following that sense of purpose and that sense of, uh, of mission. And today is no different. Today's guest is Sadan from India. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to pronounce Sadan's last name. Uh, he pronounces it for me in the podcast. Um, but uh, I would just be doing a disservice to himself and his heritage to try to pronounce his last name. He is the founder and CEO of HR Cube. And he came to the United States from India uh, to go to college. And imagine coming from India to the United States, huge culture shock, 
But his first stop in the United States was Fargo, North Dakota. That's where he went to school at North Dakota State University. And uh, so he, got, he graduated from there, got into consulting as a result, and uh, uh, has just become a serial entrepreneur. And again, now he is the founder and CEO of uh, HR Cube. And so he has had um, uh, a great, crazy, inspiring life, um, adjusting to the culture from India to the United States. Yes, my birds outside agree with me today. And so we jump into it, and uh, he shares his ideas for entrepreneurs as well as how he has navigated his story and his life as well. So without further ado, let's jump into it with Sadan from HR Cube. And please welcome to the weekly Yes And podcast all the way from India today. Sadan, how are we doing today? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes. Now, so now you live, uh, you currently live in Indianapolis, but but you're actually in India right now. And so, uh, so what 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 takes you back to India? Well, I grew up in India, and then I came to the states uh, uh, 12 years back. So, and I was uh, I went to uh, Fargo for my master's degree uh, in computer science, and then I started working in uh, SAP consulting. Uh, while I was working, I was doing like a three different startups on the sides. Uh, you know, uh, I literally fell, you know, uh, failed in all three. Uh, it never took off, but I learned a lot of lessons from that. And then, uh, uh, then I started doing my um, uh, online hybrid MBA at Kelly School of Business, uh, where like I, I got a uh, lot of. You know, the huge learning curve for me where I, I realized, you know, there's a huge gap between, you know, companies looking for talent as well as, uh, uh, you know, uh, people looking for, you know, the right job. So while I was in school, like, and I pitched this uh, idea to my B school uh, case competition, and then uh, uh, I thought one day I went to my boss and said, you know, I'm going to quit my job and focus on this 100%. So we initially started uh, focusing on Indianapolis market. Uh, but what we found out was a lot of our users came from India, test users. And having grown up in India, you know, I know the market, I know the industry. I thought, okay, let's refocus on Indian market. So when we started 2015, uh, HRQ, we uh, kind of focused on 90% Indian market and 10% the U.S. market. Uh, now we are almost like a 95% in Indian market. We are getting a huge fraction. Um, I kind of go back and forth to India every three months, uh, you know, connect with my clients, you know, uh, understand the pain points and challenges and how we can, you know, uh, uh, solve their problems and, you know, make their life better. So here I am in India. All right. And now you, as, as you're explaining that, you mentioned that while you were doing SAP consulting, you had three... Uh, <laughs> You had three different uh, uh, businesses going on the side. How in the heck were you managing all of that? Well, uh, uh, I have to correct this here. So I started first thing, um, there was something called a social Hindu. It was actually about, that was in 2008, I believe, yeah. So trying to connect all the Hindus uh, around the world. Um, I tried, uh, you know, on the sides, but uh, after six months I realized uh, uh, probably, you know, I didn't know how to go further. So then I scrapped it. I was working with a bunch of people. Uh, then next year, we started working on uh, uh, e-commerce, like where, uh, you know, those days, like, you know, you can ship your cell phone, um, uh, used phones, and we will sell it. Then you get a, uh, you know, you, you 
get the money back. Yeah. But part of the money goes towards uh, charity. Uh, we tried that for a few months and then later realized uh, there wasn't a scalable model at that time. So then I started, you know, I was, I, I was doing different things and I was trying, you know, I, I trying in different areas. And then after a couple of years uh, later, I was uh, uh, working on, uh, one of my brother-in-laws was doing some food business in the Indian market. So I was actually helping him, you know, we partnered, uh, you know, how we can, you know, um, sell the food, uh, package food products. So we did that for a year and, uh, you know, I wasn't 100% into it because I was in the U.S. and he was doing in India. Things didn't work out. He said, okay, you know, let's move on. So uh, parallelly, I was working on one of the SAP add-on products. Uh, because I was working in SAP for uh, you know seven years, I could figure out what the problem they have. So we came up with an idea about build an add-on product. Uh, what we later realized was it was against a contract, uh, you know, with the company with, where I work for. So they told me to you know um, scrap the product or either they will buy it, you know, I, they will get, acquire it. Uh, I said you know, that's not a viable idea. So we pulled that off as well. Uh, so I, one thing I found it was like you know, uh, even though I was traveling Monday to Thursday every week, I, I go back to hotel and then do something. You know, I always constantly, my mind was you know pursuing different ideas, observing you know the pain points and challenges everybody faces, and figure out how we can solve them. So, uh, yeah. So it, it comes at the end of the day, it comes to I think the passion. You know. To, yeah. You know. You know. That's the bottom line, you know, so you don't have to have a crazy idea, you don't have to have an innovative idea. As long as it's, I think, uh, Travis, as long as we see a problem and then we could we could provide a solution that makes someone else's life better. You know? Yes, That's yes. Uh, it, it reminds me of, uh, oh shoot, um, uh, he started all the, uh, the micro-lending banks in India. Yeah, I think you talking about uh, Muhammad Yunus. Yes, Muhammad, absolutely. I actually got the opportunity to see him speak live um, at my alma mater, at my college, about uh, six years ago. And he shared this, the, the, the most powerful point I took from his, his talk, and you actually just kind of mentioned it, was he's, he's approached by entrepreneurs all the time about, uh, about starting their own business. And he's like, and, and how do they raise money for their, for their business? And he said, listen, he said, the money is out there. The money is out there. He goes, but the problem is people, are, people get into starting a business to make money. He's like, all you have to do is look and recognize a problem out there that needs to be fixed. As soon as you recognize a problem that needs to be fixed and you come up with a solution, people are going to have no problem giving you money for that idea. And I just loved his idea of sort of switching the motivation for starting a business to solving a problem compared to uh, to just trying to make money. Yeah, so um, you know that was actually uh, he kind of pioneered the you know the the micro lending concept. I think it was an amazing idea. And um, uh, there was a book called Bottom of the Pyramid. Okay. Uh, written by uh, Professor C.K. Uh, Prahlad. He passed away. He's from the uh, University of Michigan. Uh, I think that book really talks about uh, how the, the bottom of the pyramid, like the, you know, if you take a pyramid at the top 1% and then you know, the bottom 99%, the, the, the bottom is people, you know, how we can target them 
you know, in the, especially in the emerging market. I think that was a really compelling, uh, you know, idea. And that's why if you see that, you know, a lot of the companies, uh, if you look at Amazon or uh, Facebook, everybody, or even uh, Apple, everybody's focusing on, you know, emerging markets like uh, India, China, you know, Indonesia, all those markets, that's a huge market. Right. Right. So you are, are obviously uh, extremely passionate about what you do. When, when most people have downtime, they read a book. When you have downtime, it sounds like you start a business, uh, Sudan. So where did, this, where did this passion come from? It, 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 you know, how, how, what was it about your upbringing that, that this came from? Yeah. So that was actually... Uh it was, it was odd, like, you know, my, I mean, I grew up in a middle class, you know, uh, family. My dad used to work for the government, and uh, he passed away when I was in college. Um, I, I was in seventh grade, I remember vividly. I was reading an article about uh, Soichiro Honda, you know, the founder of Honda. Yes. Um, how we, uh, you know, went for uh, interview with the Toyota and how they got, he got rejected, and then he came back started building from his garage and, you know, build this bigger organization. Um, that was actually kind of, uh, it, it had an impact on me. I thought, you know, that's a blueprint that set me up. You know what? One day I should be like that. You know, and then I started reading, 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 and then I figured out one of the ways or the, or the, the, the most common uh, pattern is successful people always read books always you know then I, I started getting the practice of reading a book you know I, I started with like reading a, a book a month you know and now I'm reading about five books a month uh, these days um, I, uh, I take notes a lot and then I try to implement that you know apply those uh, you know ideas and the thoughts in my in, in personal life or in my uh, you know my business life as well so that was actually so from seventh grade, I know that you know, if I have to be successful like Honda, I need to do more than what I was doing that time. <clears throat> so I started, okay, I need to go uh, abroad, go to the United States and you know, start learning stuff. You know, people always say, you know, US is the land of opportunities. That's totally true, you know. So um, I came to US, you know, uh, pursued my, grand, uh, my master's program, and then I was constantly, my subconscious mind, I'm always going towards that, you know. Everything, I'm, every step, I, every move I was making, it's towards that thing, okay. When do I, I'm gonna become like Hanta one day, you know? So that was it. That, that was actually the, you know, uh, what we call as a circle of influence, right? So if yeah. you don't have an influence, you start creating it. And even though I was in the, you know, the work mode, like, you know, working for a company, you know, a consulting world, 95 job, but I was still looking around, you know, how do I surround myself with the smarter people? Yeah, right. And so yeah, that so that that article that was sort of the uh, the initial spark that kind of lit the fire. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, I in fact I, ha- I used to have those articles, but now it's like it's it's uh, it's too old, you know. It's just uh, uh, you know. But but the thing is like um, um, you know, if people get inspirations like you know um, you know. Every day, you know, like uh, you, you never know, you know, it's always, always keep open. That's one of the things I always think about when I get up in the morning. I always believe myself, you know what, I have to learn something new today. Mm. You know, what did I do? Either it could be uh, from a stranger or from a book or from an, you know, anywhere else, but have to learn something new. You know, uh, that's one of the, um, 
you know, uh, the fundamental difference between education and learning. You know, if you look at education, um, you go to a grad school, either if you go to Stanford or Harvard, you just finish up your degree and then you start working. But a lot of people, what happens is they stop learning from that because your learning, first step is learning starts right after you get out of college, you know. Yeah. So that's sort of the beauty about it, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that learning for for a moment because obviously now you're you're the founder and CEO of HR Cube, but between uh, getting out of school and being where you are now, there was a ton of learning and a ton of experience in there, and and a ton of failure at the same time. So, so what was it? What what was most beneficial to you during all of this trial and experimental time uh, that sort of you that that was most impactful to you from a learning standpoint? While I was uh, trying different things, I uh, I realized, you know, I, I went back to the books and figured out everybody went through the struggles. And uh, we always look at, uh, uh, you know, when, when we read some, an article about somebody, uh, you know, their success story, but we, we, we don't realize uh, what are the struggles they went through to be successful. So I figure, you know what, I'm not the only one. I've been, people have done that, people have gone through the struggles. So, so how do I overcome that? So I went back to the books. And you know, I, I, I truly believe that you know, if you read uh, you know, 10 books about 10 successful people and you apply some of them in, in our personal life or in business, we can be successful too. You know, so I was constantly learning towards that. Uh, the second thing is like uh, you know take notes. So I always like every day, end of the day, I look at like you know what I have done the whole day and what are the things I have accomplished the whole day and what 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 I did wrong. You know, so they go back and you know figure out how do I make it better. So I was constantly making better and better and better. You know, uh, and. Uh, uh, I can go back to my, when I was in grad school, one of my uh, professors, uh, Dr. Paul Jewell, he passed away, uh, but he, I remember he said, uh, the most important thing is like, you know, asking questions. You know, mm. the, more, the more we ask questions, you, you're trying to extend your imagination, you know, you're just trying to, uh, you know, get out of the comfort zone, you know, and trying to be, okay, what is that thing that you don't know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it's, I think the thing that prevents a lot of people from getting outside of their comfort zone is the idea of coming, of being vulnerable, of, of actually revealing to others that they actually don't know. They don't have an answer. They don't have the solution or they don't have the, the quote unquote knowledge. And, you know, that idea of, you know, learning is about curiosity. Learning is about admitting that you don't know something, but that you are you know, you're aspiring to sort of gain that knowledge and um, in entrepreneur mindset, right, that you have, it's, it's, it's all about learning. It's all about trial and error. It's all about, you know, gaining as much new information as possible. And I, th- I think that, that, that fear of failure or, or that fear of the, the, the image or perception of failure for so many people kind of keep them from, from taking that step or taking that leap. What is it about you, Sadan, that 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 idea of, of failing or screwing up uh, does, hasn't hasn't prevented you from from continuing to get outside of your comfort zone? 
So uh, when I came to this country, you know, um, to the U.S., uh, I didn't have anything. I just said zero, okay? Um, I knew that, you know, okay, I, I started with zero, no money in the bank, just got a, a loan from the bank, and I was able to uh, build up, you know, build my career, build my life in the U.S. I, I knew, you know what, when I started with zero, and then worst case scenario, I may fail, you know, but I can always come back. I, I strongly believe that, you know, that thought was in my mind. Okay, fair enough, like, you know, you can just come back, you know, it may take a year or two years, do whatever you want to do, do some odd jobs if you have to, just, you know, make it happen. So uh, I think that belief in myself, you know, the confidence, you know what, yes, uh, I've been there, I've done that, you know, uh, things could, could go wrong, we expect that, most case, you know, I may fail, but I was prepared, you know what, if I fail on something, fair enough, you know, I learned something new, you know, I'm just going to go back and you know, do it again. So that, I think that belief system is very, very important because, see, uh, it's like, you know, uh, when you fail, I think that's where it will really build your character, you know, who you are, you know, and how strong you are, you know. Uh, I think that tenacity is something, you know, it's important, I believe, in, a, in, a, in an entrepreneur. It is very important because, uh, you know, success is always like, you know, it's just, a, you know, for a second, right? Maybe if you make like, a, you know, XYZ million dollars, you raise XYZ capital. But if you fail, you know, that's where the, the journey starts, you know, mm. okay? What are you going to do next? You know, how do you come back? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Like, I was uh, watching an interview about, uh, you know, Elon Musk uh, during the, the, you know, uh, when SpaceX was, like, you know, was trying to raise some capital and he has to put all his money into the, uh, into the, into the business. And, uh, you know, he, he truly believed, you know what? Yes, he needs to do this, you know. Yes. Whether, you know, it's going to fail or succeed. Yeah. So... I love and I love that idea that um, your journey starts at failure. <laughs> it's a, it's a great way of it's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, every every successful person, you know, I mean, uh, they have gone through the phase. You know, it just uh, uh, it just uh, uh, you know, keeping focus and you know, making ourselves, you know, just you know what be in the zone and then keep moving, you know. And like you said, there are monies out there. You know, we just have to surround ourselves with, like, you know, uh, smarter people, you know, who, who has been there and who could, you know, guide us, you know, in that direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm actually a big advocate of a lean startup. You know, one of the things is, like, a, uh, you know, how do we, I, even in HRQ, we know currently we have about, we used to have 24 people, now I have uh, uh, 16 people. Okay. Um, uh, part of the reason is that I've always looked at how do I build a lean team where I can automate automate most of the stuff where I can and then focus my core team on building the business, mm -hmm. you know, uh, scaling up. You know, if you do that, I think, you know, you could, uh, uh, you could, cut down a lot of your, uh, you know, uh, unnecessary expenses, you know, and then uh, keep it lean and then, you know, and in the technology world, it's possible, you know, if you take Instagram or if you take WhatsApp or, you know, all those, uh, you know, uh, companies are successful, so they have a lean team, so. And so you, you sent, you sent along that uh, your goal is to have a deeper impact on people's lives. How how are you able to achieve that currently with HR Cube? Oh, 
it's it's uh, okay so we uh, looked at uh, this is a problem where people have talent and uh, you know people don't have mentors mm-hmm. okay most of the people don't have mentors so what what i thought was you know how do we make the connection okay so anyone who's looking for a mentor can find a mentor anyone looking for a job can find a job um, even now you can go to monster.com or you can go to career builder and you can apply for a job but the point is like you know there's no uh, personalized service there where somebody is you know hey if you want to apply for this job you have to do this 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 you know this is what the company expects from you so that kind of a mentoring thing is missing and then we thought uh, if you look at the further down like you know people who are really unemployed you know and who always want to be successful and who want to be you know who are who are passionate but who who doesn't have the direction how to go be how to be successful sure so we want to help those people and get make them you know uh, employable so for example uh, uh, about two weeks back one of a job seeker who got a job to us uh, he called us and said he's been unemployed he's been trying to you know make his ends meet but now he got a job to us and then he was very emotional he that is the what the you know mm. impact Know, because if somebody is like unemployed and then they get a job through us so they remember us for the rest of the life because we have opened the doors for them and so I, I, I read that you mentioned so at the end of the day you as a work team kind of you look back and the big question you ask yourselves is you know did we did we have an impact today yes absolutely um, this is this is an area where every day we look at uh, so how many people got uh, benefited today and how many people you know we help them today every day we just uh, have a that's 1 2 20 people we every day look at that you know and we keep that as a metrics to measure our success you know um, obviously there is a lot of automation we are working on to make it more scalable for the end of the day if a person is you know able to realize you know what i got the uh, help what i need then they're going to go and refer 10 more people so that's what the referral works out you know so for example the last uh, the first year we started january 2015 so the first year we didn't have any sales person and we probably got about close to 95 clients in the first year everything uh, came through reference mm-hmm. one client mm-hmm. came to us and they were happy with our service and then they started referring other people other clients you know so the idea is like you know we don't look at uh, pure uh, you know the, uh, the monetary basis but also we look at how do we leverage it you know as a reference you know, uh, you know help people either it's a client or you know um, of you know solving the pain points and challenges or it could be uh, uh, as a as a job seeker and help them and then and they will automatically refer other people because word of mouth is very very powerful you know i mean i, I truly believe in that uh, especially as a lean startup you want to have a, a make sure that consistency is maintained right because i mean word of word of mouth obviously is, is still it, it's it's the best representation of the quality of your work if if you're getting referrals oh yeah 
yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the other thing is, uh, uh, if you see, we may have all this, like, you know, the Skype calls, you know, all those things. But when we go to the client meeting face to face, or you meet a, a job seeker face to face, so that conversation is like a more deeper. And I see that, you know, you could interact and you can talk more when it's face to face. And I, somebody told me, you know, any bigger decisions if you want to make, don't do it through the phone call. You know, you better do it face to face. Yeah. Know? And so when you think back to that initial article that you read about Honda and, uh, and your journey of, of uh, being an entrepreneur and now creating this, this business, do you, do you have a sense of when you think about the kind of, the kind of business and the kind of culture that you're wanting to build, uh, what does that look like? Okay, so we want to um, um, build a, a global um, uh, company, global business, and um, obviously culture is one area. Um, you know, we have a, a presence in India, and we're going to have a presence in the U.S. as well. Um, maintain an open-door policy. Um, at the same time, you know, um, People support each other. That's very important, I know. And uh, um, see, in, in the Indian Indian, uh, Indian system, you know, there's a, uh, you know, there's always a, the, the bureaucratic things are always there. But we want to make it a flat, a flat system where you know everybody can uh, have equal, uh, you know, participation. You know, they can ask questions, get answered, and then everybody grow. And I always tell, keep telling people, you know, as a startup, when we grow, everybody grow with the company. You know, and then I, I, I look for two things in a person when I hire. One is that, you know, um, they have to have a, a great attitude, attitude to learn, attitude to, you know, openness to, you know, um, get out of the comfort zone. Um, you know, number two is like, you know, they have to be passionate of what they're doing. It's very, very important being in a startup. You know, and uh, um, you know, it's it's always like a, it's it's all as a as a founder, it's my responsibility to make sure you know um, bring my team together. You know, um, and I'm I'm learning from them every day, and uh, you know, I just uh, I get when I get inspired from our you know podcast, I go go share with our team. Hey, this is what, and then I I connect them, listen to this podcast, so that they can get inspired inspired as well. <clears throat> That's great. And now you're in Indianapolis, and uh, all of us here in the United States know that uh, that Indianapolis is really the India of the Midwest. And uh, <laughs> how how did you go from from India to Indianapolis? What how did that come about? <laughs> So from India, I, uh, I I went to Fargo, North Dakota, uh, for my master's in computer science, and then I finished up uh, while I was working in uh, SAP consulting. I was I visited one of my uh, buddies like in college, back in college, and uh, he was uh, living in Indianapolis. Uh, I visited for a weekend, and I, I got. Wow, I liked it. You know, it's just like maybe because you know Fargo is a small, you know, town compared to Indianapolis. I just feel like you know, I, I just feel like it's a, you know kind of a second home. You know, then uh, I told my friends, hey, I'm gonna move to uh, Indianapolis, and uh, I, I started traveling from Indianapolis area. Um, and uh, you know, I it's more of a friendly city, and uh, it's a sports city. You know, we have the Colts, and 
you know, uh, it's not too far from Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's, a, it's one of the uh, growing uh, techs, uh, you know, uh, best place for uh, tech people in the, in the States, actually. Um, you know, so I always thought, you know, I want to be a big fish in a small pond, you know, maybe, that, I don't know. <laughs> so you, and you mentioned that, did you go to school in Fargo? Yeah, I, I went to for my uh, master's at uh, North Dakota State University, NDSU. Okay. And so yeah. I, I imagine probably between uh, even greater than Indianapolis, uh, a culture shock from, from India to, to Fargo, that had to be two completely different sides of a coin. Well, very much, actually, uh, because, you know, India is a more of a tropical climate, so we, uh, you know, it's always like a hot or humid. Um, and Fargo is totally different, you know. When I, uh, when I landed, you know, like, uh, I think that was that... Um, uh, winter, winter time, like it was like a horrible snow, and uh, but I, you know, I enjoyed it because I've never seen snow in my life before. I thought, okay, that's interesting, you know, uh, yeah, you know, climate. But it's, the people are really nice, really, really nice, and uh, uh, it was funny. Like you know, I used to uh, work, uh, do an internship in a uh, in, in a financial company in in, uh, in Fargo. Uh, I, I was the first international. Uh, uh, student they hired as an intern and uh, every day like they used to ask me you know uh, things about uh, Taj Mahal you know the <laughs> things in India how does it work it, it's interesting you know I still remember those days yeah oh, that's great that's great now outside of reading the uh, the Honda article as a child what were the what were the bigger the, the biggest influences uh, in your life that led you to doing this work Hoffman, uh, the LinkedIn founder, is one of the um, influences for me. Um, and uh, Tony Robbins, um, um, actually, uh, I, I went through some tough times, and uh, probably from 2009 to 2012, uh, you know, in a personal uh, areas. But uh, uh, his, um, you know, uh, the motivational, uh, you know, stuff actually really helped me. And uh, you know, hopefully one day I'll meet him. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I I remember the one thing he says. You know, everything in this about eighty percent is like uh, you know uh, psychology and twenty percent is mechanics. Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's it's very very true. So um, I I follow a lot of the motivational talks, and one of the things every day um, I I listen to. 15 minutes um, any motivational videos in the morning mm -hmm. just to keep my mind focused uh, you know and uh, I'm open for learning from other people you know uh, even though uh, you know Hoffman and uh, you know Tony Robbins are uh, Beijing influences but still I look at like you know what uh, Richard Batson is doing you know and how do we inspire and get inspiration from them uh, it's, it's, it's it's amazing like you know you, when you go back to look at their uh, uh, roots or the backgrounds, oh my gosh, like they have done like a, I mean, it's crazy. They are like a true, true entrepreneurs, like a, they have, you know, the visionary leaders, you know. So. Yeah. That's great. And so you were mentioning how you like to listen to the different audio things. Do you have a, do you have a daily routine that, uh, that you stick with that, that sort of gives you inspiration or gives you motivation throughout the day? Usually, I'm a, uh, I listen to Tony Robbins' um, um, videos, and uh, one thing I want to tell you here, 
there's a video called uh, you know the Tom, Tom Brady it's called Brady Six if you go to YouTube yes uh, search for, yes yeah uh, I don't know it's, it's crazy like I, I I probably would have watched this video uh, close to a thousand times yeah okay uh, so so tell me what what about what specifically and and for those uh, listening who are you're, you're talking about Tom Brady the quarterback for the New England Patriots and this was a documentary done about him correct that's right. And so what is it about that? And, and for those of you who don't know, Tom Brady was taken, was it the sixth round? Sixth round, 199. 199th pick yeah. overall, and is arguably uh, the greatest NFL quarterback ever. I don't want to start a debate on that. With You're, you're in Indianapolis. You're in Peyton Manning country. So, <laughs> um, But what is it, what is it about that, uh, that documentary that, uh, that rings so true to you? Well, um, I actually I was connecting with uh, you know when I went when I was working for the company for seven years in the SAP consulting, uh, I always struggled uh, for recognition. Okay, so I was always trying to do my best, but I never got um, I should say uh, uh, a salary hike or a, or a promotion mm-hmm. for seven years. Um, I thought you know what something is missing, and maybe my heart was not into it. But I was keep pursuing what I want to do, you know, on the side, building the company. Um, I when I watched this video, probably it was like during this, uh, you know, uh, one of the Super Bowl stuff. The struggle he went through, you know, from the you know the draft pick, like you know, 199. But even then, he pursued. You know, he was not the you know the starting quarterback for the, the Patriots in the you know, when he was drafted. But he constantly was looking for opportunities, and then he made use of opportunities. You know, and then now he became the greatest uh, NFL quarterback, and that proved. And I think there was a one uh, uh, you know statement is about. You know, no matter you know what particular traffic you are, you know you can always be the best. You know, so I always believe. You know what? I may not have the greatest, uh, you know, the background. I may not have the greatest opportunity at the moment, but I'm always constantly preparing myself. You know, I have to prepare. You know, every day. You know, don't settle down. Just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And, and whenever I feel like you know I want to, you know, uh, up my game. You know, I just uh, play the video and then just like, listen to it. You know, it's amazing. You know, uh, so he's, he's one of the uh, that's one of the inspirational videos for me as well. That's great. It's fun. one of my favorite Tom Brady stories. I think that whether he shares that in that documentary or or, or something else, but you know, here he is, sixth round draft pick, 199th overall. And uh, like one of the first practices at training camp, he goes up to Robert Kraft, who's the owner of the Patriots. And you imagine this, you know, your little six round rookie walking up to the owner and telling him, I'm the best decision you ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He says that, you know, I'm the best decision your organization ever made. And then he looked like a laser eye to eye. Yeah. I just. <laughs> And then you can just imagine what Robert Kraft must have been thinking at that point. Like, all right, all right, pipsqueak, you know, like, <laughs> just try to make the team. And um, and for him to go on and do what he's done is is, is remarkable. Yeah, um, and then if you think about that, um, um, you know, Travis, I think, you know, preparation is a very, very important. You know? And even with the Peyton Manning, like, they prepare every day, you know, like uh, they were quiet, you know, they the zone and preparations, you know, no matter how many Super Bowl wins they have, that's actually the, you know, the indication of a successful champion, you know. So uh, a lot of people don't do that, actually. 
you know for example even in the entrepreneur world you know they don't constantly prepare you know um, every day you know like uh, enjoy doing that that's that's a passion comes from right um, right yeah and especially once like you've mentioned once you've won a championship or you know in the business world where you've you know achieved or acquired a certain benchmark the easy thing to do is to kind of mentally sort of take a step back or check out or get a little lazy but yeah that that mark of a champion that ability to actually even raise your game and raise your preparation um, in order to maintain and sort of keep going yeah so i think one of the things is uh, you know uh keeping ourselves you know uh, push ourselves you know our limits you know keep going you know and uh, you know we should never uh, get self satisfied we should always you know learn because the market keeps moving you know market never stops yeah and so sadan so you've done uh, a, a number of writing for the huffington post um specifically about entrepreneurs what is what is your top tip so you jump into an elevator and uh, a kid grabs your ear what's the number one tip you're giving an entrepreneur to help them sort of get started um to be focused um it's very very important to be focused on you know uh, if they are solving a problem or providing a you know service or building a product we have to be really really focused on what we need because what i found out is like you know even i used to be like that you know a few years back where you constantly get distracted you know there's always like in the market moves like you know this that you know somebody is talking about something but yet another day we have to be really focused on you know what we're doing what are the problem we are trying to solve mm. and who's our target market is very very important actually fantastic and uh, as we're running out of time here a little bit sadan i have been finishing each of my podcasts with <coughs> excuse me with a little bit of improvisation and so if you want to humor me, I'll just give you kind of like word association. I'll give you a word and uh, whatever that means to you, whether it's one word or a phrase or a feeling or a story, um, just go with the first thing that pops in your head. How's that sound? Perfect. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Here's your first one. First word is freedom. Um, freedom from, you know, like a nine to five job, just like, you know, um, be a one boss, you know, make the decisions and, you know, whether right or wrong, just keep moving. Well, you're clearly demonstrating that. All right. Here's your next one. India. Um, masala food. Enjoy <laughs> the food and it's incredible India. <laughs> Have you found any good Indian restaurants in Indianapolis? Oh, yeah. One of my uh, close friends runs an Indian restaurant. And uh, uh, let me know when you stop by Indianapolis. I would want to you know, introduce you to that. You know, it's an amazing food. Very authentic. Excellent. I would love to. All right. Your next word is fear. Fear. Uh, never fear of failure. You know, the failure is always a guaranteed one. Um, but, we, you know, uh, we should never fear of fear. Just keep moving. Great. Leadership. Um, you should always be the, you know, in the in the backward and keep your team go forward. You know, don't be the boss, be the leader. Don't be the boss, be the leader. What is it? Uh, is it Simon Sinek's? Is it one of his recent books? Eater, okay. Is it Eaters Eat? Uh, leaders Eat Last? Is that it? Yes, that's right. Okay. Excellent. All right. Last word. Motivation. Uh, 
you always keep to um, motivate yourself and if you want to motivate the team you have to be motivated first excellent and Sadan, what is the best way for people to uh, find out more about you HR cube um, where, where should they go um, they can visit our website hrq.com and uh, they can email me at sudan s-u-d-d-a-n at hrq.com and they can also follow me on twitter s-u-d-d-a-n 001 fantastic and Sudan, how do you pronounce your last name <laughs> all right that was a tough one okay uh, it's uh, shan mugasundram yeah, so if you could tell, I uh, <clears throat> very strategically did not try to pronounce your name at all during this podcast. Yeah, Sudan <laughs> Shanmuga Syndrome. Yeah, try that again. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll include the spelling in the podcast, but I will not attempt to, uh, to pronounce it, Sudan. <laughs> Sudan, thanks so much for being a part of uh, the weekly Yes Am podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Travis, and I, was, I really enjoy every moment of our conversations. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in uh, India before returning back to Indianapolis. Hey, thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Yep. You too. Bye. Check, check, check. One, two. From person to person, keep searching, converting my thoughts into songs, straight poetic like songs. Working with my palms, sweaty, ready for the action.